Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Once again, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Joe, welcome. What up, Adam? Not too much. We had a thaw this week. Got uh, a little warm. Oh, uh, it was nice. It was. That it was one, glorious. two days of being 50. It's like, it like tropical oasis. You know what was crazy? Because um, it was warm for like one day and then went back to cold the yeah. next day. Meanwhile, it was raining that whole day. So we didn't yeah. get to enjoy the warmth. I, do, I mean, for me, from my job, yeah. getting rid of all that snow and oh, salt, choice. it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but the, the weirdest thing that happened was we got a ton of rain mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was nice and warm. Yep. And then it was freezing cold the next day. I know. And the funny thing, my car... On the inside of my car, I had to like shave the ice off. Yeah, like I, the the dew collected inside the car from all the moisture, and then it went cold and re- like a flash freeze, and it froze the inside of my windshield. Oh wow! Yeah, That's it. mine didn't go that far. Like I, I had to like scrape the inside of my win- the ice off the inside of my windshield. That's so weird. I know. I uh, I got stuck in the mud in my house because where <laughs> I park is like kind of on it's at the end of a driveway but in order to get all of the cars in there i park on like the lawn part and in doing so when all the snow melted and with all the rain like my car just sunk in and i got stuck like i couldn't get it out everything we tried couldn't get it out finally like get towed out of that area and need to immediately go get a car wash because there's just like mud, mud and the tires and the, like the wheel wells and everything so i got the car wash like yesterday afternoon at like three o'clock Went, go to leave to go out at night at like, I don't know, uh, five o'clock or whatever, five, six o'clock. Uh, and my doors are frozen shut because like the water from the the car wash, like, you know, just didn't dry or whatever all the way. And so like I opened the front door and then I opened the back door to put something in and nothing. And I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> like, why, why am I having car issues today? This is, this is the worst. But yeah, no, we had a nice warm day for all of. I don't know, 30 hours it was warm, probably. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. But this is not our weather and car talk. If it was car talk, we'd be much more popular. I probably. wish we were car talk. That'd I don't know jack shit about cars. Yeah. No, same. But, you know, you just talk about whatever, people's problems with cars. But that's not this. This is our games podcast where we talk about games and we start every episode with what we've been playing. So, Joe, what did you play this week? Uh, I didn't technically play anything new. Technically did. I don't know how to really classify it but i played the uh champions ballad dlc okay so the newest uh, dlc for zelda yeah for breath of the wild yep um and i don't know it's weird there's not much to it Uh, i mean do you know what the like dlc really entailed it's a prequel where you play as the champions no are you it's in the time of the champions no you still just play as link yeah but it's in the time of the champions no it's regular same time as Breath of the Wild. I thought it was a prequel. No, it's not. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I, I was really confused because I wasn't really sure what it was. But what the DLC is, uh, there was one aspect to it I remember hearing about that I thought was interesting. Is you go back to the um, resurrection chamber where you start the game off. Yep. And you put the Sheikah Slate back in. And a weapon comes out of the ground. And it's that four-pronged like weird sword thing yeah. like sword paddle uh it's the one hit obliterator which can kill any enemy in one hit but it also gives you only one quarter of a heart yeah so you you're one hit so well. you one hit as well so it's whoever lands the first hit is the winner kind yeah. of thing um but it has a it has a like finite amount of power to it where it shuts off and you have to wait for it to recharge yeah it's like the master sword yeah but it's like three hits and it needs to recharge oh really yeah um maybe it's even two hits i don't really remember um but that part where I thought was interesting, 
because I was like, okay, this like adds a bit of a challenge. Like I got to be methodical yeah. in how I attack and stuff. You got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to keep a, be aware of your surroundings. Yep. Don't get into a fight with a bunch of guys because you're going to be like trying to dodge a lot. Yeah. Um, I found that part really interesting. It's just incredibly underutilized. Oh, really? Because the way it is, is you go to that, you get the thing, um, you stay on the plateau, you can't leave the plateau with it, so you can only start on the opening area. Yeah, well, because um, if you ventured any farther out, there'd be t- too many enemies, and what would even Well, be also, point? it just it, it doesn't let you. It just says, like, you can't leave the plateau as yeah. long as you have this thing. And it gives you four points to go to. When you go to the points, uh, there's a group of enemies, and you have to kill them, and that causes a shrine to appear. Okay. Um, the only thing is there's only like five enemies around it. So it's mm. not really much of a challenge. And then you do the shrine. You do that four times at the four different locations, the four different shrines. And the shrines are just like the regular shrines. There's really yeah. nothing all that stand out about them. Are they like enemy shrines or are they puzzle shrines? Only one of them had the like the little the little guardians yeah, inside of it. Guardian. The mini guardian. Um, so you do that. And then you go back to the thing and... Uh, you put the obliterator back into the like place where you got it, yeah, and uh, it like disperses and because it's like a four prong thing, it disperses, yeah. disperses and it goes to four points on the map. I'm like the regular, not just on the plateau now. Yep. So when you when you go to those four places and there's this like little shrine, like not a shrine shrine, but it's like four pillars coming out of the ground or three pillars coming out of the ground. Yeah. And you go to them and it has like an image of three locations on each of the pillars, and then you have to go to those locations and there's a, like a little challenge that you have to do. Uh, it, it sounds interesting. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not really any, not much to it. It. There, it doesn't feel any different. There's nothing special about it. The obliterator I thought was really interesting, but you only use it to fight like twenty dudes, and then you and it goes over. away. Yeah. And it's over with. Like, if it was you have to use the obliterator through the whole thing, yeah, that might have been a lot more interesting. Adds a new wrinkle. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, at this point, it's just go do three challenges. Uh, go to the four locations. Each four locations gives you three challenges. Each of those challenges uh, opens up a shrine. So now you need to do 12 more shrines, basically. And the, like, the challenges that it gives you to do aren't really all that. Like, you know, one of them was go to one of the dragons and shoot it in the horn with an arrow. Mm-hmm. And like, exactly. another one was surf down this mountain on your shield. Another mm-hmm. one was like swim up this waterfall and make sure you hit all the like points on the way up. Oh, that's kind of lame. Man. Yeah. And then it makes a shrine appear, and then you do the shrine, and once again, they're just like more regular shrines. They don't stand out. They don't feel any different than the other shrines. Yeah. Um, and then once you do those, you have to fight the bosses again from the, um, the what are the giant robots called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking the about. Guardians? No, not the Guardians? No. Not the Guardians. The Guardians are the other things. Yeah, I know, what you, I know what you mean. I don't remember, though. It's been a while since I've gone back to Zelda. Yeah, I Weird, I can't remember what they're called. Um, but you, like, you you know how that each one divine of them beasts, a, divine beasts. Yeah, you know how each one had a boss fight at the end of it. Yeah. So like, once you go to the thing, like the area, you do the three challenges, you complete the three shrines, and then you got to fight the boss of the divine beasts again. But you just have regular health and regular weapons at that point again, right? No. Oh, okay. Uh, you have whatever health you have, but you have to use the weapons and the armor provided to you. Oh, okay. So like, when you do in the Gorin one, you have to wear like the Gorin fire like flame breaker armor set yeah and you have to use like the cobble crusher like the big hammer sword yeah and then like when you do the the um zora one you're wearing like the swimming suit and you have to use the spear that's kind of cool you have to fight him like that so that was interesting because like now i kind of i think before i was complaining about the boss fights in the end all i did was just shoot them with like bomb arrows until i won yeah and the now boss fight yeah now i actually have to like fight them the way that they were intended to be fought yeah 
So that was a little interesting. But in the end, you're still just fighting the same bosses again. Yeah, that's true. It's not really DLC at that point. It's just like, look, here's a different way you could play the regular game. Yeah. And then, so you do that stuff, and now a new Divine Beast opens up. Ooh. And it wasn't that hard. Oh. It was actually super easy. Mm. It Like... It didn't. It didn't take very long. All it is is basically four prongs, and each one of those four prongs is a little bit of a mini challenge. Mm-hmm. But they were really obvious. There wasn't a challenge to it. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And then ultimately, in the end, you had to fight like the final boss. The final boss was the best part of it. The like the most interesting boss. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it or anything for the no. people who haven't played it. But it was the kind of thing where like when I saw who the boss was and what I was going to be fighting, yeah. I went like, "Oh, this is interesting." Like I didn't think it was going to be this. Oh, all right. So there's a little bit of an end game to it, then I guess. Yeah. All right. And, but it like all of the build up, everything to it was just doing stuff that didn't feel special or new. Oh. It was just do a simple challenge and then do a bunch of shrines. Yeah. That's and then kind of fight bosses you've already fought. So it was really kind of disappointing, like very disappointing DLC. Um, I mean, there was, you know, there's still also a ton of other aspects. Like there's a ton of new armors that they added to the game that you have to go find as part of the DLC. You do get the Master Cycle Zero at the end. I was going to say, that's the question we've all been waiting for. Did you get the motorcycle? I did get the motorcycle. Is it awesome? Uh, It is pretty awesome. It's not as awesome as I thought it was because... um, I remember in the trailer for the DLC, it made it look like the Master Cycle could like climb mountains. It can, maybe not all mountains, but it's got to be able to climb some mountains. I'm having a, like I I go and I'm like I wonder if I can climb up that one and like I'll hit it and it'll go like up a little bit and then go right back down. How steep is it? Like I don't think you can I, go tried it with a bunch degrees. Of, yeah, up, I mean I'm like, clearly not like going a straight up vertical line, yeah. but it doesn't seem like it climbs things very well. Hmm. Better than a horse, but like yeah. From the trailer, it made it look like I could go flying up the side at like steep hills, and it doesn't really do it all that well. That would be really cool if you yeah. But I mean, it's still cool. It's still fast. It still feels badass. Um, I realized like as I was doing it, I was like, oh wait, this the Master Cycle Zero is a divine beast. Like I didn't realize that at first. Really, it's just a tiny divine beast because Link was one of the champions. There was five champions. Oh. But there was only four divine beasts, and I was kind of like, so why didn't Link get a divine beast? Like, was it just he was supposed to just hang around? But he did, but it was just a little motorcycle instead. So the whole thing was like doing Link's, like you know, yeah, what he needs to do to become, yeah, his his own champions valid to become a champion and get his own divine beast. And it turned out it was a motorcycle. Eh. I mean, I'd be a little disappointed if I was him. I'd be like. Oh, so he gets a giant like a salamander that can climb mountains, and that dude gets a giant bird. Yeah, and I have a motorcycle, and I get a, a little motorcycle. Yeah, oh, hey, thanks, it's gonna help guys. him pick up chicks. Chicks, chicks dig motorcycles. Mm. You know, but, so I mean, good for him. The stuff you get out of the DLC is cool. Like the all the different armor sets that yeah. like have different abilities, like the Korok mass that like shakes when a Korok seed is up near. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of other little ones. So now uh, that you've done it all, you paid twenty bucks. DLC worth it? I mean, for twenty bucks, that seems seems like it's worth it. The stuff you get out of it is worth it. It's just the the path to get there isn't worth it. Yeah. So, eh. I mean, it, like, if if anything, the only thing I could think is I'm kind of glad because the more shrines mean more travel locations. It's true. <laughs> Helps you get around. But now you don't need the travel fast travel locations because you got a motorcycle. Man. Yeah. You can get it anywhere. Yeah. I put on my sunglasses. I feel all cool. Yeah. Do it up, man. Oh, they should have gave you sunglasses. Should've that would have been a great sunglasses. set of. Uh, it it does something while riding the motorcycle. I don't, I don't know what it could. Makes be. you look super cool. That's true. Is that what you wanted to do? Because yeah. that's what it does. 
That's yeah. true. Uh, uh, so I mean, that was that. I'm I'm not like I'm gonna keep playing Zelda. Like yeah. it got me. It, it did get me way back into the mood to play Zelda. I never actually finished Breath of the Wild, so now I'm like, I kind of want to go and just do everything. Oh, so you can do the Champions Ballad without beating the game? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, technically, like even if you beat the game, it puts you back to pre-beat the game. Like save state. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like there's no post game. It's right. only pre pre game. Yeah. It's always the moment right before you go in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then okay, so the yeah, like I it, like I said, it put me back in the mood to play Zelda, yep. which is cool. Like now I'm like more determined than ever to finish the game. There you go. Uh, and now later. that like I feel that I, I got the motorcycle because now I'm like, all right, cool. Like this is gonna make the game a hell of a lot easier because I'm gonna be get around a lot faster. Yeah. And then, I mean, I got the other stuff, like the the horse armor that like can teleport the horse to you. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's definitely needed. Because, mm. like, you just whistling was, like, a cool mechanic, but sometimes you're too far away and the whistling didn't work. Mm-hmm. But you can summon the motorcycle to you from anywhere also. So. Yeah. yeah. So, depending if you want to go old school or new school. Yeah. Motorcycle The, the versus thing about horse. the motorcycle is you have to actually put fuel in it. What's but the, the fuel, fuel is anything. Oh. So, like, depending on the stuff you put into it, it yeah. adds more fuel. So, like, if you put, you know, just apples into it, mm. you've got to put a bunch of apples. But if you want to put, like, a, an ancient core in it, yeah. which is a much rarer item, it'll fill the gas tank up really fast. But it doesn't drain the gas tank very quickly. Yeah. It's like the uh, the Mr. Fusion from Back to the Future. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just drop whatever in there. Doesn't just toss matter. a bunch of banana peels and coffee grinds. Yeah, uh, like half cans of beer mm-hmm. or beer with just a little bit at the bottom. Yeah, yeah it works out. It's the best fuel of the future. Mm. You know, the best fuel you can get in 2015. <laughs> uh, so I played that, and then uh, the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters beta started That's right, last the beta. night. Yeah, how'd it go? I wish I could tell you. <laughs> oh, you're shaking your head. No, it didn't go. Uh, no, did not go at all. What happened, Joe? Uh, I started it up. Um, I didn't realize it didn't start until like midnight last night. Oh, it wasn't. It didn't start on Friday. No, it didn't start on Friday. It didn't oh. start on Saturday either. It started like midnight Sunday. Oh, but I think it goes until like Tuesday. Yeah, like, it goes. It's weird. like it's like basically Sunday to Tuesday. Um, so I started it up. Or like if originally I was like, you know, I just started playing it and I kept getting like, you know, cannot connect server. I didn't realize it didn't start until midnight. So I looked it up eventually and figured it out and went like, oh, okay, I'm an idiot and spending my time trying to log into a game that doesn't work. Um, So So finally midnight rolled around and I started it up and, uh, you know, it it puts you into a lobby. Okay. And you got like little chibi versions of Dragon Ball characters running around the lobby, and it's uh, it's you don't know Dragon Ball, but it's like the Tournament of Power, the Budokai Tenkaichi. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, everybody it, knows that. Even if you don't know Dragon Ball, duh. Yeah. Jesus, Joe. Shit. It's the name <laughs> of all the games. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so you go to the, the like little lobby, and you have all the little avatar characters running around. You can like change what character you want to be, and you can change like the color scheme of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all super cute. Uh, and you go up to a dude, and it says, you know, there's several different locations that you can go to like one of them is a tutorial area where you can do basic tutorial stuff um a bunch of the areas are like locked off because it's just the beta and you can go to where the fighting is because it's a it's a beta for testing the online it's not a single player beta it doesn't have any like the single player campaign stuff correct so i go to the guy the little uh, character to talk to, to to enter a fight and i talk to him and then i sit there for a fucking hour waiting for a match to start that's awful. I yeah. mean, what time? But you were playing this at like midnight, one a.m. Right? It was like one a.m. Oh, okay, so maybe maybe it's just there weren't a lot of people online. 
Uh, I, uh, no, I mean, like when you go to it, it asks you to pick through like the servers. So like, you know, it has oh, so like, it, you know, okay. North America, China, Japan, blah, 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 all the different like areas. And then you click on those and it breaks it down to a, another set of areas. So I like, I went to us East coast, uh, and it opens up a whole bunch of lobbies that go up to 64 players and like all of them were full. And I was like scaling through until eventually I found the ones that didn't have 64 people in it and that like more, more open. Yeah. And I'm joining ones with like 50 people in them kind of thing and going like, so uh, there was tons of people on cause I, yeah, all those full. things were full. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I go into one of them and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, start a fight. And I'm just waiting around. Don't get into a match. So I go, all right, well maybe I'll try a different, you know, maybe I'll try the West coast and see what's on there. I go mm-hmm. to the West coast. Nothing. Weird. Uh, I like it. Just it. I don't know if it was like glitched or if it just takes forever to get into a match or whatever. I mean, I'm not going to hold anything against the game because it's obviously the bi- first hour of the beta. I don't know. I'm done with it. Writing it off. Yeah. I'm now not going to play it. And I mean, I'm not interested in the game for the online. Like, I don't. I don't play yeah. fighting games online. No. I'm just interested in the single player campaign mode stuff that they're going to have for it. Yeah. So it's not like this is dissuading me. No. But um, this would have been a cool way to feel like. You know, like, oh, I like the combat style. Yeah. Because, like, I like Injustice because I like Mortal Kombat games in terms of fighting, which I've said before. You know, if this, if the fighting didn't feel right in this, which you could tell from the beta, it might diminish your want to play through the single player. It's like, I'm interested in the single player, but, man, this fighting really sucks. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I did get a taste of that because, you know, I stood around waiting for something to happen and nothing happened. So I did go to the tutorial stuff. Mm-hmm. It was still a tutorial, so I can't say, like... It gave me the full experience of oh, it because, yeah, of you, you know, I went to like, I'm like, all right, I'll do tutorial number one. It's like press X three times to throw a light punch combo. Press Y what? three times to throw a mid punch combo. Press B mind. three times to throw a medium or a hard a heavy punch combo. Press A a bunch of times to shoot the blasts. And I'm like, okay, like it's cool. Yeah. It looks gorgeous, but I kind of want to just like fight an NPC character. Could I just yeah. do that? Yeah. Give me please? like a training, like yeah. a free roam training kind of thing. Yeah. Just like a, an enemy that's life constantly repeats. I could just hammer on him for a while and get a hang of it. Yeah. Um, so like I started doing those and I did like the first three of the tutorial levels and then I started up the fourth one and it kicked me out of the server and said like server disconnected, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I just kind of went like, all right, fuck you. Yeah, and just turned off and yeah. went to bed. Yeah, well, I guess I'll have to try to play it today then. Yeah, I'm going to give done. it another try and see if it works. And maybe, you know, like I said, it was first hour of the beta. You know, I can't expect it to work 100%. That's the point of the beta is to make sure everything works. Yeah. It's just if this is an indication, they need a lot of work before this game comes out. And it comes out in like a week. Yeah, two? Two weeks. I think, or a yeah, week I think and it comes a half. out on the 26th or something. Yeah, so like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, that's a bummer. I was really hoping to get your impression on it. It sucks that you couldn't actually play it, even though you were in it and trying to play it. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. We'll see. As we get hyped up for the release, which will be like the next day or whatever. Uh, The following Friday. Oh, it's a Friday release. Yeah. 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 Everything's a Friday release now. I mean, it makes sense. People get paid on Friday. You get the whole weekend to play games. Like, you know, most people don't want to play it on a Tuesday. Like I, I like Friday releases better. No, yeah, Friday releases are better. It's just the in my mind, I try and think about it. Is it the game is getting pushed back four days, or is it getting pushed forward four days? Wow, 
really just blew my mind, Joe. Yeah. If it's getting pushed back, I'm like, no, I would rather play it sooner rather than later. But if you say, no, 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 it was going to be coming out the following Tuesday, you're getting it four days earlier. I'm like, oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, exactly. It's like a free preview thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like Friday releases yeah. though. So I mean, I, I already I already pre-ordered the game mainly just because Best Buy had an exclusive pop figure. If you pre-ordered it from Best Buy, damn exclusive pop figures. Mm-hmm. We got you hooked now. You're in it. Yeah, claws are in you. Just Dragon Ball pop figures though. That's true. And oh, the Resident, and Resident Evil, Evil ones. ones. <laughs> soon you'll be and just, One Piece ones. Yeah, soon you'll just be rattling off more and more characters. Luckily, I don't think they're making any more Resident Evil or One Piece ones, so I only have to worry about the Dragon Ball ones. There you go. Yeah, but there's like infinite number of Dragon Ball characters and combinations and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so. I'm sure there's gonna be more. Yeah, God, you're in it for the it. long haul, Joe. God damn it. Um, I didn't really play anything this week. I played a little bit of WWE, just to, like get back into it. I was feeling like playing it. It's still not good. It's probably the worst game. Like they've gotten a little bit worse each year, and that hurts my feelings. Um, I still am very curious about playing it on Switch. Like I want to know when they patch it, and I kind of want to try it, but I'm not gonna buy it. Until... I mean, yeah, you know, it's not gonna be good. No, even but... if they get it not bad. It's not well, even be if good. they get it to PS4 standard, it's still not that good, yeah. which is the a huge bummer for it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just played a little bit of that this week. Um, I did watch a little bit of the Awesome Games Done Quick. I know we talked about it a little bit last week in terms of like previewing it or whatever, but after we recorded, I watched a couple of games last week. I don't remember what they were. They were, you know, they were kind of fun, but I don't remember the games themselves. Um, I did watch I Want to Be the Bashi, which I guess is like this big, super fun game that everybody's into in the speedrunning community. I had never heard of it. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either. It didn't look very like very much fun. It just it looked like a Super Meat Boy clone type game that, but like Mario which, was in it. There's a million and, of them. Yeah, so like I mean, it seemed impressive that he was good at it. I certainly wouldn't have been good at it, but it just wasn't like a fun watch. Um, the most fun watches that I saw was we did like my friends and I, we watched a, a block of the awful games. So we watched like home alone two and blues brothers and like Bart versus space mutants. And like those games look really bad and like they're good at the bad games. Well, but those Bart games versus space mutants awful. was a great game. No, it looks like an awful game. <laughs> it looks like an absolute awful game. I played a lot game. of that when I was a kid. Um, it they, was pretty fucking terrible, but yeah, like it, when I was a kid, I was like, it's Bart. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. We like were talking about it that like, most Simpsons games are bad that like the PS2 ones are okay. And the arcade one is good, but like most of the other yeah, the arcade games beat up, are arcade beat em up was yeah. is, is a classic. Well, cause it's just a standard arcade beat em up. It's the same as Ninja Turtles and X-Men and all the yeah. other ones. Like it's the same thing. Um, but and then, the Simpsons like games, Simpsons so hit and run was good. Hit and run road rage. Simpsons wrestling was good. Like, I don't remember the Simpsons wrestling. Simpsons one. wrestling was fun. Um, so like yeah, those games were those games were okay, but none of them ever like lit the world on fire. No, but Bart versus Space Fiends is legitimately bad. Um, so yeah, so I didn't really do a lot. I was watching a lot of TV this week, so nothing new. Just kind of catching up on some stuff. I mean, there's not a lot to play. Like nothing's been coming out for a little while. Yeah, but I mean, we, we're gonna have a, a couple of things coming out real soon to talk about. But yeah, but just you know, there's no not a lot of like post holiday releases. No. Um, and I haven't gone back to anything that like I needed to finish yet just cause like, I don't know when the holidays is done, I kind of just want to relax and not do anything. Yeah. Like, so I really like coming home from work and just like throwing on the TV and like vegging and yeah, not having to like I'm the same way. be interactive with the, the video games or whatever. But, um, uh, there is a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be coming out in Q1, which we did talk about on our new year special. Uh, but we got even more things to be excited about because this week, Joe, we got a surprise Nintendo direct mini. And it's surprising because it was leaked that it was coming on the 11th. I know. And everybody thought it was coming on the 11th and nobody said anything about it. And then on the 10th, Nintendo tweeted a picture of Chibi Robo on fire 
like for some reason and everyone lost their minds and had no idea what was going on. And then and it meant nothing. It meant absolutely <laughs> nothing. And then Thursday morning, I think it was, they, they just dropped a brand new, brand new Nintendo direct mini 15 minutes of trailers. Yeah, It wasn't and, very long or anything. No, it was a mini. So it wasn't the normal format. It was just, there was uh, a lot of stuff that came out of there. But yeah, but there was a lot of stuff. So uh, we're going to run down the list. We're going to talk about what we're excited for. We're going to talk about what we thought about the games. So Joe, Hit us with the first thing they announced in the mini Nintendo Direct. Uh, the world ends with you. No idea what it is, but it I was, hear it's great. It was a 3DS game. Um, 3D I never, or 2D? I oh, thought, yeah. It was just a DS game. I think it was That's just a regular right. DS game. Yeah. I kind of forgot that the regular DS was a thing. I know. Like, I say I don't know anything about it, but I've since learned about it after watching it. But at yeah. the time, I was like, I don't... That's cool. Yeah, it was a Square Enix RPG that came out. I yeah. didn't play it because it looked really weird to me. I couldn't really kind of figure out what the game was. Um... People say it's fantastic. But everyone went crazy for it when it came out. I don't, I'm not sure if it was just like it was a Square Enix game, so everyone lost their minds. I mean, probably. At least on the surface, it was probably that. And then they found out like, oh, it's actually good. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember a lot of people liked it. I just didn't play it myself. I had no interest in playing it. Um, this new one, like, it's just a remaster for the Nintendo Switch. It yeah. looked really good from the stuff that they were showing. I still have no interest in playing it, though. Yeah, same. Um, I heard, like... In learning about it after they announced it, um, I guess the big part of it was it played really well with the dual screens, and everyone's wonder is like, how is that going to work? Like all the battle mechanics were on the touch screen. Like how will that work on the Switch? Is it like will the mapped buttons feel right? Will playing uh, with the Switch as a touch screen, which I don't think a lot of people use, utilize the touch screen very much on Does the Switch. Does anyone? Like I don't think. I've I mean, no, nobody that's the touch screen. Nobody that I know utilizes it as a touch screen in any way. But, but some I mean, people did, might. Can you think of a game that has used a touch screen at all? Um, I, I, no. I don't think. I mean, any, probably some game indie I game I haven't Switch. played, but Maybe. like you know. Yeah, so that was a lot of the wonder that I saw is people wondering like will the, had a touch will the touch screen work? Will the like will the mapped buttons feel right? Like how is it gonna work when it's only one screen as opposed to a game that was built for two? Um so yeah, I don't know. People are really excited about it, but I I know I'm not gonna get it. I'm not excited yeah. about it at all. Yeah. So not too much to say on it. I mean I didn't care then, I don't care now. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh what's next? Uh, after that, uh, they announced a Pokemon Tournament DX DLC coming for the uh, Switch version of Pokemon Tournament. Did you get Pokemon Tournament DX? I did not. Did you get I it got on it Wii on the Wii U. Yeah, which you never played it, I assume. No, I played it a little oh, bit, okay. but uh, I mean, like we always say, I'm not much of a fighting game fan. So like, I play, I got it just because I'm a Pokemon fan. And I yeah. was like, okay, Pokemon fighting game. Like this should be interesting. Um, I played a little it, bit. It's not bad. No, it's not a bad game at no. all. And I think it even like it still has legs in tournament play. Like uh, it's it's still a big draw at um, what's the big fighting game tournament thing that they do? Evo. Evo. Yeah, I yeah. think it still gets like a pretty big pop at Evo. Um, clearly, they're supporting it because you know they brought it to the Switch and now the Switch is getting DLC. Yeah. Uh, and the Switch version had all the DLC for the other one, and now it's getting even more DLC on its own. So I'm, I'm sure people are excited for this. Um, I might get it at some point, but I mean, it never goes. Sale. It never goes down. No, well, I mean, it's, it's a first it's party. A, it's a first party Nintendo game, so yeah. it never goes down in price. And like I said, like I got it on the Wii U, and I was like, okay, this is cool. So. That's not enough to sell me on buying it again on the Switch. Yeah, that makes um, sense. 
but they uh, they announced the new DLC for it. Uh, first DLC pack would be coming out on January thirty first, mm-hmm. uh, and it featured um, Aegislash as a character. Which uh, Aegislash is one of my favorite of, po- of like the newer generation Pokemon. Okay, which is like the living sword with a shield. Huh. I yeah. don't think I've seen this Pokemon. Yeah, but that sounds cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a like floating sword and it has its like own shield, like the the the. Uh, hilt or like arms that can like pull the shield out. Oh, okay. Uh, it looked really cool in the trailer uh, that they, they showed off for mm-hmm. at, at the Nintendo Direct. Um, it's definitely an interesting Pokemon to add to the game. Yeah, because it makes it, you know, it's a fighting game, so might as well have a sword and shield Pokemon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and it had also two more uh, support. Like each of the DLC adds a fighting character and then two support Pokemon. Um, I don't remember what the support Pokemons were for this one. Is it in your list that you have? Uh, no, it just has the date of the things that they were coming out. Okay, let's see if I can find it. And so, is there? Did they announce multiple packs or just the one? Uh, it was two packs, two packs of DLC. Each one of them came with two character, a character, and the two support characters. Uh, the second DLC added uh, Blastoise as a character. Okay, and he also got two support characters. Uh, I remember the support characters on that one were, I think it was uh, Celebi and Rayquaza uh, EX mode. I've heard or of Celebi. GX mode. Um, I know Rayquaza. I mean, you don't know anything about Pokemon, but Rayquaza sure is like don't. a gigantic Pokemon. And I was, when I saw it, like, it, originally I wasn't sure if they were adding these characters as just the support characters. I was like, man, Rayquaza is like giant. I don't. Okay, yeah. So uh, I found it. Rayquaza has, uh, adds, or I mean, Aegislash adds Mega Rayquaza and Mimikyu as support characters. Okay. Uh, Mimikyu is like the little monster that looks like a fake Pikachu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Blastoise adds uh, Mew and Celebi. That one comes out March 23rd. So I knew it was Rayquaza and Celebi. I just had them mixed up as which ones they came with. There you go. Blastoise, Battle Pokemon, and Mew and Celebi is support Pokemon. Yep. Nice. Um, I'm surprised it's so little of stuff. I guess I'm just kind of used to most DLC packs adding a little bit more to things. I, I didn't get what the price was for them. I don't think they announced the, an actual price. It can't be that much. I'm sure it's probably a thing where you pay one price and you get both. Probably. I mean, hopefully they're not that expensive because just adding one character seems like... Yeah, that's probably a couple bucks. Most most fighting games, usually you get like a pack of three characters when you get something. Well, but remember how Smash Brothers did DLC where it's like you buy like one character at a time and they come out. In like, or you could buy all of them for like thirty bucks or whatever, like ridiculous thing that they had for the Smash DLC. So it'd probably be along the similar lines where you can get one for three or four bucks, or you could buy them all for ten or something. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, I'm just saying. I hope it's that cheap. Yeah. Like if they're gonna charge like ten bucks a piece, it's like a twenty dollar DLC set for no two characters and four support Pokemon. No, that's that'd be pretty awful. bad. Yeah, that would be terrible. All right, what was next on the list? Uh, coming up next was Kirby Star Allies. Okay. Uh, for That's the Switch one, right? Yeah, these are all Switch games. Uh, wasn't the Battle Royale part of the 3DS? Yeah, but they didn't talk about Battle Royale, did they? No, they talked about Battle Royale afterwards. Oh, I thought they just did, like, they just said, hey, the demo's available. Uh, oh, you know what? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they showed off the Switch game, Kirby Star Allies. Um I don't know how I exactly feel about this one. Yeah, it's not like I'm looking at pictures of it now. I mean, I obviously watched the Nintendo Direct, but just to refresh it, like it looks kind of fun. Like I'm sure, you know, any co-op that's available and stuff like that will be fun. But I don't know. It doesn't I kind of just want like a regular Kirby game. 
or yeah. even like another epic yarn or something. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like they rely way too much on gimmicks a lot of the time. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, sometimes it works because, like, I really loved Planet Robobot. Yeah, yeah, you did. But like, like that game Planet a lot. Robobot was basically a regular Kirby game, like ninety percent of the time, and then you also would occasionally get a mech. Yeah. Um, so it still felt like a regular Kirby game most of the time. This one, like, I'm just looking at it going, like, how do I manage all of these extra characters following me around? This seems like there's a little bit more of a hassle to it. Yeah. You're right. Maybe if you were playing it four players. That's where it seems like it's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like it's definitely being designed with four player in mind. And as a person who normally really plays by themselves or, like, just plays something online, not a lot of coach co-op happened in the coach uh, couch. Jesus. I can't say that couch co-op. There it is. Not a lot of couch co-op going on. And is this game for me at that point? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it's not lighting my world on fire. Like I see it. I'm like, okay, a new Kirby game. It's kind of exciting. I'll probably wait for reviews, probably wait for people to play it and say like, oh yeah, it kind of sucks if you're playing by yourself. But if you got three other people to play with you, like it's a dynamite game, it's great. So I don't know. We'll see. It's it's something where I my interest is peaked, but it's not I'm not locked in yet. Um, because yeah, I agree. It looks look like it's relying too much on the gimmick, um, and the gimmick's not really selling me the way that you know something else might. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It is what it is, but that's not really what I'm excited for from yeah. this Nintendo Direct. I I'm really hoping I'm proved wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm always I down love to be Kirby wrong. Games, so I'm really hoping that I'm proved wrong by this one. Yeah, I'm always down to be proved wrong. Uh, when I say something's gonna be bad and it turns out that it's good, because like awesome, yeah, more good I mean, things I, is better. I'll eat crow for Mario rabbits. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then the you know, like we said, they said go pick up the uh, Kirby Battle Royale demo on the Nintendo 3DS eShop, which I talked about last week. Yeah, I did, it didn't wow me, but again, it's only a demo. Could just be that it's much a bad. It, yeah. yeah, could just be a bad demo. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. Uh, yeah, and they also announced that the Dragon Quest Builders demo was available for the Nintendo e- the eShop Switch, Nintendo Switch eShop. Yeah. Um, I have no interest in this game. It's been out on other consoles for a while, hasn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. I PS4 wasn't interested and then, and, so I'm yeah. not interested on the Switch version. You're not interested at all, are you? No, because it's just Dragon Quest Minecraft, and yeah. it's, I'm not into either of those things. Yeah. So I'm totally I like Dragon out. Quest, but... And Minecraft. And Minecraft, but... So you're not going to check out the demo, at least? No. Okay. I mean, just because you put two things together doesn't make it great. But you don't know that. Yeah. Ah. I'm not a fan of Reese's Pieces. What? Yeah. You're not a fan of Reese's Pieces? Or not pieces? Reese's Pieces, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Same thing. Still crazy. Yeah. Not really? Big, not a big fan of those. You don't like the combination of peanut butter and chocolate? No. What I don't, I don't care that you got chocolate in my peanut butter. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. We're not talking about the ad campaign. We're talking about the candy. I'm just saying, if you take two things and put them together, they're not always great. But that's a bad example because that is great. Nah, <laughs> not according to me. That's well. This is one of those times a day that you're wrong. Never been a fan of Reese's peanut butter cups. That's insane. It's like grainy peanut butter. I don't. The texture is disgusting. All right. So all right, I'll give you that. You don't like the texture of it, but you can't say putting chocolate and peanut butter together is bad. You can't say it. It's I'm not, I'm not saying that. You are. You said you can't take two things and make it good. I'm just saying that that was the ad campaign for the Reese's peanut butter cup. And it did not work for me. Well, you're wrong. It's mm. Breeze's peanut butter. Anything's are great. Moving on to Nintendo things. I'll yell at you about candy <laughs> choices later. Uh, after that was uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Okay. Um, I I am excited for this. I am too 
to an extent, mainly because I have already bought this game twice. I have not bought it once yet. I think I rented it on Wii U and like played it for a little bit and was like, okay, I see the fun in this, but never really got like into it. I wanted to buy it on the 3DS, but I don't have a new 3DS. I just have the regular 3DS XL. And everything I read about it was like, it works, but if you really want to play it and have fun, you need to play it on the new because it's faster and it loads better and everything like that. So now that I have the Switch and the Switch version with all the DLC and Breath of the Wild costumes and like all the new stuff, I'm way more interested in actually giving this a shot now than I would have been on like if I saw it in the store for 3DS. Yeah. So as I was saying, I... I've already bought this game twice. I bought the Wii U version. Yep. Um, and this is mainly just because I am a huge Legend of Zelda nerd. Yeah. So if you put Legend of Zelda out on anything, mm-hmm. I will buy a copy of it. You sure will. Huge mark. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I was also excited for the game. Yeah. Like, I was like, holy it's a shit. Fun game. A Legend of Zelda Dynasty Warriors? Yeah. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, all in. Um, and it was pretty awesome. I bought it for the uh, the Wii U. The only problem was it was on the Wii U. Yeah, correct. Uh, no yeah. matter My what. Mileage may vary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I buy it on the Wii U. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. I, I played it for a little bit. Um, I didn't get too into it, like, as much as, you know, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the the 3DS one came out, and I went, okay, well, I'm going to buy this anyways because it's got a Zelda game, on the, so i got to buy it. Yeah. Um, and I bought that one. I played that one a little bit also. Uh, I didn't feel like it translated greatly to the 3DS, which is not surprising. Like, no. obviously, the 3DS isn't as powerful as the Nintendo Switch. I did have a, three, a new 3DS. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have any real problems with it, but even then, like, the little nub, you know. It's not the same. It, it's not the same. Well, plus, like, a Musou game is, it's all about having a shit ton of enemies on screen. Yeah, it's all about, like, the power. Yeah, and so when you translate it to the 3DS, you lose a lot of those enemies on screen. It's not You get a lot of exciting. pop-up and stuff. Yeah. And so. even, on the, even on the Wii U, the Wii U wasn't exactly crazy powerful, so, like, no. it didn't feel... I played ones on, the like, this fucking PS2 that felt like they had more enemies. Yeah. Um, so... This one I'm looking forward to because I'm really hoping, as it is called, the definitive edition. I hope this is the definitive one. Yeah. I hope this is the one that, like, you know, it has the power. It has the controls. Yep. And I'm more interested in playing it on the console. You, like, even portable. You know, I have it yeah. portably now. Now I can play it portably, which is what excites well, me. Well, I mean, I could have played it portably on the 3DS. Yeah, but, but like, I, now the I powerful, can... like, I yeah. can play the the power more powerful Wii U one, but play it portably, which is what I wanted from the 3DS one. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm hoping that this is, like, the one that's best of all worlds, pretty much. Same. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm excited about it, is yeah. because it's it'll finally give me the ability to play this game in the way I wanted to play it with, like, the best possible version of it. Yeah. So, am excited. And it's going to have all of the DLC across all the versions because like yep. the 3DS one had characters in it that weren't in the Wii U one. The Wii U one had DLC, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. this one's going to have all of the characters in it. We'll see if it ends up getting more DLC characters on its own like the Pokemon Tournament DX. Yeah, it might. Did. But like, I don't know that I'll want necessarily other characters. I assume everything that's in there now is going to be a thing that I'm fine with. I'm hoping that it gets. Uh, it, it is going to have new content of its own, also. Yeah. So it's not just DLCs from all those ones. Um, I don't remember if they said. Uh, is it have Breath of the Wild link in it? Yeah, it will launch in spring 2018. It will also add new Breath of the Wild inspired outfits for Link and Zelda. Okay, 
Cool. So I don't think it's not like a new You're character. You're going to get like the blue tunic. Correct. You know, like yeah. Version of Link. Yeah. And maybe some other. The like, champion's tunic. Yeah. Maybe some other armor or something from the game. Um, but yeah, no, nothing in terms of like, it's not a new character. It's just outfits for the existing. Link Which is, Zelda. I always loved the uh, Zelda's outfit in Breath of the Wild. So I hope that's a costume. Yeah. Like the, like pants, like blue shirt pant combo. Plus I want to see Link running around in just boxers and fighting. So mm. there you go. Yeah. Nintendo's all about taking your beloved characters and stripping them down to their skivvies. Yeah. If Mario is any indication. Yeah. Well, even in... Who's, even who's in, the next character to get the boxer treatment? Oof. I don't know. We already did it in uh, way, way, way back in Metroid. When you could do the thing to like, make the her just run around in her uh, bikini. Oh. I, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. There was a, like, a thing where you could do it so that she was just wearing like... There you go. So Metroid started it. type thing. Wow. Nintendo, so progressive. Yeah, way, way back in the beginning. Yeah. Hey, man, it was like the first playable character, female character in a game. Very empowering. I yeah. agree. Uh, okay, so coming up after that was uh, Mario Tennis Aces. This is the one I'm most excited for because yes. I love arcade sports games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, we were talking, you didn't even remember that uh, a Mario Tennis came out on the Wii U. I I didn't remember until I saw the box and then went, oh, yeah, because that was way after I had given any like interest in the wii u yeah like i'd already pretty much been done with the wii u i'd gotten a ps4 by that point because i didn't get a ps4 at launch so i got a ps4 by that point uh i was more interested in that and i and i remember seeing really bad reviews for it and being like i'm not gonna pay 60 dollars for this tennis game that has four courts and nothing to it that's well, lame and I'll so i put you, it out of sight out of mind until you reminded me of it just earlier i'll tell today. you that i did spend the money on that yeah and how yeah. do you feel about that that game was terrible. There you go. It See, was exactly like bullet. It was the most bare bones, stripped down game ever. Yeah. There was like no content in it whatsoever. It Which was is a just, shame because those yeah. games are fun. Yeah. It was just play tennis. Yeah. With really nothing to it. I think there was like a, a few little play modes, but they didn't really amount to anything. Yeah. Um, and it was a real disappointment. So when like at first like that came up and it, like it was very clearly a new Mario tennis game. At first I was like, "Fool me once, shame on you." Yeah, I've been burned before, Nintendo. Yeah. I remember the really good Nintendo or uh, the Mario tennis games. Yeah, did we talk about that on the podcast or did we just talk about that in person? The uh, I don't know, like don't the know original the original Game Boy ones that were like a full blown RPG. That was Mario Golf. Oh, that Mario Golf that we we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Mario I, Tennis had a good like N sixty four game. I think the, yeah, I think the Mario Tennis still had a thing similar to that as well. I think the Game Boy Advance one is the definitive one with an R- where it's basically a full blown tennis RPG. Yeah, the one made by uh, Camelot, which Camelot was the studio that made the Golden Sun games, so mm. they knew how to make RPGs. So it was really weird when they were like, "We're going to have this RPG company make a Mario like tennis Mario game. games." Yeah. Um, and now Camelot is working on this one as well. I don't know if they made the last one or if that was just like done in house by Nintendo. But um, this one is going to have a like a campaign mode now. Yeah, I'm really excited about the campaign story mode um, in this because like I'll play arcadey tennis and the fact that like your joy cons will probably split and you can probably play multiplayer that way and it'll be really cool and easy to play multiplayer with the system. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun anyway. But then yeah, playing the story mode, I'm super down for. Yeah, because it and it's not just like 
oh, the story mode is you have to go and play in a tennis cup or you have to play in a tennis circuit. It's like there's boss battles and there's like all kinds of stuff. So I think one in the video where he's he's just hitting tennis balls at a giant piranha plant yeah. to like to kill him. And like that seems cool and interesting. So, yeah, I'm totally down for it. There's something like something really oddly fun about arcadey tennis games. I played a shit ton of Virtua Tennis on the uh, the Dreamcast. Mm. That game was fun as hell. Yeah, it's like it's why I liked Wind Jammer so much because mm. it's kind of tennis based a little bit. Tennis esque. Um, yeah, where so I like I love arcadey sports games like that. Those are the most fun to me. Like if I'm gonna play like a baseball or a football, most of the time I'd rather have the sim version of it where it's more realistic. But you know, I still love me some blitz and you know RBI baseballs and all these kinds NBA of things. So, Jam. NBA Jam, exactly. So I'm I'm always down for arcadey sports games. Yeah, it's one of my. I got uh, high hopes on this one, Nintendo. Please don't let me down again. Yeah, and that's spring, so that's coming soon, probably yeah. March, April. Which is good because. Uh, part of me was really worried about the second year of the Nintendo Switch's lifespan. Well, because we got Be- Zelda and Mario out of the way. Yeah, already. we got yeah. really good stuff right off the bat. Yep. Zelda, Mario. I mean, even though it's a re-release, we did get Mario Kart 8. Yeah, um, Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon. Uh, I mean, I was kind of thinking like the major, major ones. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was worried. I was like, what can they bring in the second year? Smash is really the only thing that people are waiting for at this mm. point. Uh, Metroid Prime 4. Oh, yeah, but that's I think that's a ways off yeah but i'm just thinking it. like yeah what it, what could what, what are we gonna like what could we get yeah. what are we hopefully going to get exactly and this one is is you know shaping up to be a pretty good bring for the, the beginning of 2018 yeah really excited uh, uh so after mario tennis was uh ease eight lacrimosa lacrimosa of donna sure. i think that's how it's pronounced sure lacrimosa yeah, Lacrimosa of Donna. It Don't, took me a yeah. long time just to figure out that it was pronounced Ease. I thought it was Wise. Yeah, for the longest time I thought yeah. it was Wise. I always thought it was like Why the Last Band kind of thing. Hmm. Um, so I just, you know, Wise and then Numerals. Yeah. Because they're not games I ever played, so. No, me neither. Never, never, never played them. any of them. Nope. Um, and it is an RPG coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, good Good for anyone who's excited for this. Yeah, who didn't already play it on PS4 and Vita. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was already out on other consoles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, good on you people. I have no interest, but nope. congratulations. Same. Uh, Happy after for you. that was the Super Mario Odyssey DLC. Okay. So, it's not not a DLC. Yeah, the free update. Free update. Which I don't... Did they say when it's out? Is it out now? I haven't booted up the game. Uh, it's coming out February. February. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Um. So, this was... What do you make of this? So, what it is, it's a two-player update to the game. Uh, well, first there's costumes, new costumes. Oh yeah, new costumes. There's, there's like a, a knight costume, knight armor. There's uh, a new jazz man hat and coat, but it's just the same like gangster one, but different colors. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a like a beach themed one after Mario Sunshine. Oh yeah, the Mario Sunshine one. Yep. Um, but so, the big yeah. one is asynchronous multiplayer. Yes. It's uh, two modes technically. Mm-hmm. One's called hide it, and one's called I'm, I'm assuming seek it. I mean, uh, hide, it hide, just, hide it and find it. Yeah. So is that even technically two modes? <laughs> well, technically, yes. It's because just when you off the sides of one mode. Correct. But when you boot it up, it'll say, do you want to play hide it or do you want to play find it? Yeah. Um, so hide it is, and like the way it was described to me after the fact, because like I obviously knew what it was from the video, but the way someone made it put was that it was kind of like objective-based speed running 
which when I put it in that context, it made a lot of sense and made it more interesting. Where basically you get a balloon from your faithful brother Luigi, the balloon man, mm-hmm. um, who everyone's mad that like this is how he gets included in the game. Like that's I was a little lame. mad too. I thought we were going to get like well, a new Luigi Brothers kind of thing where he gets to go to new worlds. and Because we talked about that. Yeah. Um, that's what I had thought we were going to get. But no, we get uh, Luigi the Balloon Man. Mm-hmm. He gives you 30 seconds to hide a balloon in the world. Whichever world you're on, I think it's across all of them. Um, and so you have 30 seconds to get as far or as like as far as you can, as quick as you can, or to the weirdest point or yeah. the most obscure so little hiding hole yeah, or whatever. The most bizarre place to hide it. Yep. Which, if you're really good at doing like hat jumps and rolling and all kinds, like if you're really good at traversing the game the way a speedrunner would, you can get to these weird, crazy, like gnarly places. So that's where like that comes into. And so you hide the balloon, and then those that are playing Find It can click on your name, whether they like, I'm sure it'll show you your friends list as well as the greater overall. Like world, yep. Um, and then you just have to go find their balloon. Now, I don't know if there's like a compass or if there's anything to give you any indication of where it could be. And it's just the like the difficulty is getting there in that amount of time. Or if it's just like, here's the open world. Have at it. Good luck yeah. to you. How long does it take you to find it? I think it's, you just get the same 30 seconds. Oh. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's the way it made it seem. And so you get points based on finding balloons versus people not finding your balloons, I assume. And there's leaderboards and stuff. So there'll probably be leaderboards for who has the hardest to find balloon and leaderboards to who finds the most balloons. Um, it's I, I want to play it. I'm excited to try it out. I don't think it's going to be a thing I stick with for very long. Yeah. Like my initial thought after seeing this was first, I'm like, all right, it's free. So I can't yeah. complain. No. Uh, my second thought was this isn't what I would have wanted. No, but that doesn't mean this is the only update we're ever going to get. This could just be the first of many free updates with mini games or a free update mini game before we get story DLC or we get Luigi's Odyssey or whatever. Mm, Which Um, I mean will probably ultimately be a separate game. Yeah, but it could be, it'll probably be like a downloadable, like a $40 DLC the way like Uncharted has Lost Legacy where it's technically DLC. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So like initially I was like, all right, it's free, so I can't complain. Uh, then I was like, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. But then I was like, but it could be fun. Yeah. But like you said, I, I kind of thought like, this is going to be fun for like a day. Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, all right, I guess I got my free, <laughs> I got my money's worth out of it yeah. free. And I can't imagine like, I'm going to be going back to play this all the time. Yeah. Cause like I did everything you could do in the game. So I haven't gone back to it cause I don't have a reason to necessarily other than just like fun and jumping around and I might start it again or something like that, but I'm not in like, I don't need to do that right now. This yeah. will get me to put the game back in and see, Hey, what's this like? How is it? Is it cool? Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm intrigued. Yeah. But yeah, I just, you know, when it first like Mario Odyssey came up, I went like, Oh, new world. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe multiple new worlds, yeah. you know, I, I would pay like an extra five bucks of a world yeah. kind of thing. But, and then this happened and I just kind of went like, all right, sure. Yeah. Why not? I'm surprised it also wasn't like a, a peach on vacation, like with the, the, you know, the veil. Oh yeah. Or what a Cappy sister. Did they, did she ever get a name? Tiara. Tiara. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The peach and Tiara like yeah. mode. That'd be pretty cool. I would have liked that. Yeah. But no. Uh, so anything else on that one? No, uh, we'll play it and we'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, next up was uh, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, um, which is a fighting game featuring all the female characters from all the SNK games coming together. Sure. Uh, like it looked pretty. Yeah. Uh, I 
I don't. Would I don't you care. say that about an all male fighting game, Joe? No, I mean, you that's, wouldn't. That's like a lot of other video games. No, you wouldn't say it's pretty. You'd say that know, looks awesome or cool. You wouldn't say pretty. How dare you? Yeah, your yeah, probably unbelievable vernacular. Yeah. No, I like I mean, the game legitimately does look pretty though. Like the graphics, are like really the cool. graphically, like yeah, it and pretty. the art style is cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm busting. Yeah, just busting stones. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't mean that. Like there are a bunch care. of characters that I don't know. Yeah, same. I don't like. Care. I don't really follow any SNK stuff to the point where I know what's going on. Yep. Um, the like the fighting aspect of it looked good, but I'm still not a fighting game. Nope. And ultimately, like I'm a lot more interested in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Which looks manly and awesome. Yeah, with all the dudes. It's in super it. cool. Yeah. And there's some no. There's there's a girl in that one. There's two oh, okay. girls in that wow. one. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Android uh, seventeen. And oh, the 21. bad people. Unbelievable. Android seventeen is a good person. Oh, I thought the androids were no, the twenty one is the bad one. Oh, there's okay. two good androids and two bad androids. My mistake. Yeah, there's the twins and uh, seventeen and eighteen. There you go. Seventeen. She married Krillin. Sure. And they had a daughter together. Wow. There's another girl. Excuse me, because as an android, have kids. Well, <laughs> Guess she got that part of her. <laughs> hey, androids are half human, half robot. It's you just kind of know what has or what now. That's true. Yeah. There you go. Figured it out. Uh, and they also announced uh, the Neo Geo Art of Fighting 2, which is a classic Neo Geo fighting game. Yeah. 2D fighter coming to the Switch. I think it was available that day. Yeah. Uh, once again, I don't really care. because Thumbs up really if you're a fan of it. Any of that stuff. Can, yeah. Good Good for you people. Yeah. Uh, going on with even more DLC for stuff. Uh, they showed off the Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle DLC, which included uh, Donkey Kong as yep. a playable character. It seems like the Peach Rabbit is really into Donkey Kong. Mm. Or he's really into her. He's definitely helping her well, out. I, mean, I think it's a callback to yeah. the original Donkey Kong, yeah. even though that was Princess Paulina that yeah. he kidnapped instead Correct. of. Uh, which would have actually been funny if it was her and like where like Paulina from uh, Super Mario Odyssey yeah. was like in the game. It was the two of them instead. But I guess you got to put the rabbits in there somehow. Yeah, of course. It'd be that... funny if it was a Paulina rabbit. Have you gone back to that game? No. Will this make you go back to that game? Yeah, probably. Okay. I, it's something that I always want to go back to, but there's just so much other stuff that yeah. comes out. I, I like. I really would like to go back to playing that game because I didn't like. I only did. You know, probably the first quarter of the game. Yeah. It was uh, Carrie, one of Carrie's games of the year. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, they really should just put, put like a Paulina rabbit in. Hey, maybe. Just like a rabbit with a big wide brim red hat. Yeah. Looking like Carmen Sandiego. Like trying to trying to sing, but like sing really shittily because it's a rabbit all the time. it's a rabbit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you get that. Uh, after that, they announced, uh, well, they didn't announce because we knew it was coming, but they had a trailer for Payday 2 for the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the big thing of that was a new playable character. Exclusive. Playable exclusive. Character. Well, yep. limited time exclusive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Timed but exclusive. But she's first coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yep. A uh, character named Joy. Uh, she has a LED face mask that, like, has, you know, changes yeah, the design changes. on it all yeah. the time. And, like, like the character up. from Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. But not nearly as lame as that one. Well, I mean. It doesn't we have, don't... like, the, the spiked studs all over it That's and true. stuff. Yeah. Super edgy stuff. Yeah. 21st century Rorschach mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of really what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've played Payday 2 like a shit ton on a bunch of other consoles. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never I've never played it before. It's I've, a fantastic four-player game. Yeah. I yeah. might pick this up because, you know, the Switch has really good like multiplayer functionality. So, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, we'll you, you need other people to play it with, though. Yeah. That's the big draw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, the new character looked really cool. Yeah. Like I thought the mask looked really neat. Yeah. Robin Banks and stuff seems like it could be pretty fun. Mm. And uh, I believe it comes with all the DLC from. Yeah. The, it's like a definitive edition, one, I, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, there's like a million more DLC on the PC version, I think. Mm. Uh, after that, we got um, two indie games. Uh, the first one was, was it Fay or Fee? Fay. Fay? I think. Uh, this was a weird one. I, like, I didn't really know what to make of this game. Yeah. It, like, it looked really kind of like artistic and like pretty and yeah, shiny little, and lots trippy. of colorful and stuff. But yeah. it didn't look very interesting to me. It's a majestic Scandinavian forest. It looked like there was things with like songs and playing along to the beat and like singing and not yeah, singing. It's like you, you're like a little like, thing, but like you use music to like command other creatures and yeah. have them do stuff for you. The intriguing thing there is they talked about uh, the use of HD rumble where like each song will have its own distinct feel with the vibration, which is cool because since one, two switch, I don't think I've had anything show me any HD rumble, anything yeah. games have said it's in there, but like, I don't like Mario probably had it, but it just felt like regular rumble. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not a lot of games have really uh, implemented the like the use of the dual holding. Yeah, the Mario the tried to get me to do it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I, like everything. Ninety percent of the time I spend playing with my Switch, I'm just playing it in handheld mode. Yeah, and you're not going to be using the HD Rumble on handheld mode. Well, like it could still vibrate differently, but you wouldn't necessarily feel it. Probably, I don't yeah. know. Like I don't think anything's implemented it that way. So if this does, that's intriguing at least. Yeah, I want more companies to do it because it feels cool. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where, I mean, how many video games or like companies and consoles and stuff kind of do that where they come out and they say, like, look at all of these gimmicks and things and blah 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 blah, and then no one. The Connect is the perfect example. Yeah. Whereas, like, look at all this shit we can do with this Connect and this Rest motion and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Exactly. Rest it, in peace. No one used it anyway. No. Um, the PlayStation Move was pretty much useless right up until. The, hey, wait a minute! I had VR. a lot of Move games that I enjoyed playing. Did you? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sports Champions was fun. There was that one where you were, uh, you were fighting. I think it was like a medieval game where you were like fighting like bad guys and stuff, and it was archery skills. Yeah, I had fun with my Move. Kill Zone. No, fun. that's true. But I mean, ultimately. It died. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> you know? It, Until it was not, resurrected. Yeah. Luckily, PSVR came along and, like, breathed, breathed new life into it. So what you're saying is they were ahead of the curve. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah, ahead of I, the curve. I guess technically you could say that. Yeah. Got it. Nailed it. Good job, Sony. Um, And uh, and then, like we said, I, I, I completely forgot that the Switch even has a touchscreen. Yeah. Because nothing has used it yeah. at all. I don't even use it for typing. Yeah. Mostly because I don't want to get fingerprints on it. True, yeah. I'm really, really anal retentive when it comes to like keeping fingerprints off uh, yeah. my screens. Um, so, you know, I, I hopefully you're right. Like something comes along to actually make use of that stuff because you can kind of think like uh, if they just didn't even bother putting the touchscreen in the screen and they didn't bother putting the rumble into the things, yeah, it could have been a lot cheaper. Yeah, would you notice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe Faye will be the one to rem- remind you that HD rumble is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then after Faye uh, was Celeste, this one looked a little bit more interesting to me. Um, it's a it's like side-scrolling kind of Super Meat Boy esque yeah, type of game. 2D platformer, yeah, two D platformer, which is all about apparently like climbing things. You can climb anything as long as you have stamina. The, the proper stamina, just yeah. like Link, pretty much. Yeah, but two um, D. Yeah, full. and a, a lot more faster pace. Yeah. Uh, that one looked a little bit cooler. Uh, yeah, it could be a fun know, indie game. It could be a fun indie game. It's just the kind of thing where like, I was like, okay, that looks cool, but it also looks like 
a million other games that I played. True. Like it really just I was like, all right, that looks, looks like another Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Like it, you know, even had like the same pixelated design to it. Yeah. And like a new Super Meat Boy just came out on Switch like this week. So. That's true. Yeah. So we'll see if the timing worked out for that. That will be coming out February fifteenth. Or no, um, Faye is coming out February fifteenth. Uh, Celeste is coming out January twenty fifth. Oh, okay. So Celeste is first. Yes. Uh, then they showed off Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Nintendo Switch, which is another Wii U port. Mm-hmm. I didn't play it. Me neither. I heard it was really hard. Uh, I played the other one, the because there was a uh, oh, the three DS three DS one came yeah. out first. Jungle Smash or what was it called? Don't remember. Yeah, because so there was a originally it first originally came out on the 3ds, and then they kind of did like this one, which is a sequel, but it like used all the same mechanics. It just was like new worlds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So kind of like um, new Super Mario Brothers to new Super Mario Brothers U. Yeah, uh, I played the the first one, the 3ds one, and I really liked it. I didn't play the Tropical Three uh, Freeze one. Um, you said you didn't play it. No, I did not. No, are you going to be interested in getting this one at all? Maybe. But I don't know. I was never a big Donkey Kong Country style like side scroller Donkey Kong fan. I love the the Super Nintendo ones. Well, yeah, that's the I I haven't gotten to that yet. My playthrough of SNES Classic things. I haven't. Oh, played, that's right. Yeah, I haven't played any of the Donkey Kong ones yet. Uh. Um, so who knows? I'll probably play those first as I'm going through and playing things on my SNES Classic uh, before. And if maybe I like that and like those, like get the handle of those kinds of games and play it, then I might be more intrigued to pick this up. Um, but the big thing from this is the first time ever playable in the series, Funky Kong. Yeah, the radic, the most the radical, most radical of all the characters straight out Kongs. of fucking time. Yeah, yeah, nineties to the max with his bandana and his sunglasses and his surfboard. Mm-hmm. Which, like, in that trailer, he looks super overpowered. Like he did. You just you just hop on the like I don't know what the mechanic is for having the surfboard spin around, but. You never had to touch the ground. You were pretty much invincible when you were on it. Yeah. It seemed really overpowered. And then but... when you were in the water levels, he had that like spin move where yeah, he could like, he swim really fast and like hit anything that came in his way. Yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's cool. It sounds cool. And if you maybe if you played the regular Tropical Freeze, this might get you more inclined to buy it again because you get a new playable character. But I don't know. It's not really. I don't think I'm going to be picking this up. No. Ultimately. Yeah. I won't. I definitely not like day one or anything for me like yeah. that. Maybe if I see it on a sale for like a $40. Those maybe. are the ones that go down in price for Nintendo. We talked about how like a lot of stuff doesn't really go down in price until eventually those like Nintendo Master Collectors or whatever. Selects. The yeah, Nintendo Selects. The yeah. ones that like... Drop it to 20. Yeah, and they yeah. get like the crappy little border around the image. Yep. I'm sure that's going to get that treatment I think the eventually. 3DS Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D was one of those. Is, I got or, that is one, one for free. Uh, oh. As a digital like download, I don't yeah. remember what it was from, but that's where I got it. It's probably Club Nintendo, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after Donkey Kong, we come to the last game that was shown off at the event, which was the one that was a surprise. I guess like rumors had been brewing for that for a while. I hadn't heard about it. I I, I didn't hear about it at the time either. Um, but uh, and it was really surprising for at least even the fact that it was coming to the Switch. Yeah. Of anything else, uh, Dark Souls Remastered. Woo! Yeah. All right, Joe, I'm lifting your moratorium on you being able to talk about playing Dark Souls on this podcast. Yay. So you can talk about it. You excited for this? Not really. Aww. Admittedly. I thought Dark Souls was your favorite. Yes. And I, I have Dark Souls on the Xbox One because it was a backwards compatible game. Yep. And I downloaded it. Um, 
the thing about the Dark Souls games is the early ones are really rough. <laughs> and although this one is a remastered and it is coming to PS4 and Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch yep. and the Xbox One X and the PS4 versions are going to be like 4K, yeah. super nice, really you know updated graphics. They're still just a remaster of the first game. They're Correct. not like a complete rebuild of them. Yeah. Um, and I tried playing Dark Souls on the Xbox One, just as the the like backwards compatible yeah, version, yeah. and it is it's just it's so rough, it's so rough, it's so hard, it's so slow, incredibly slow paced. Yeah, uh, I made the I don't know if you would say it's the mistake or not, but if you play the later games, they're a lot faster paced, they're a lot better controls, they're a lot tighter, they're a lot more fun. Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne are, like, fantastic games. Playing, trying to play Dark Souls 1 and 2 is really, really hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the evolution of the series, so it makes yeah. sense that the later ones are better, but yeah. still. I mean, you know, if you started off playing Resident Evil 7, you're like, all right, Resident Evil 7's great. I'm going to go play Resident Evil 1. Yeah. You're going to be like, holy shit, what's this fucking train wreck? Even yeah, though at I the mean, time it like was a groundbreaking, amazing yeah. game. No, I understand. I understand the sentiment. Yeah. I'm, I thought you would have been more excited for this. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, like I saw it and I was like, all right, that's really cool, but fuck, Dark Souls One is fucking hard to play, man. It's well, if you don't buy it, they're not going to make Dark Souls Two and Three, so yeah, you have I to mean, buy I'm, it. They're putting I'm, all their stake in, in this one game. I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to lie. Okay, I'm good. going to buy it. Phew. I don't know if I'm going to buy it on the Switch or if I'm going to buy it on the Xbox One or buy it on the PS4. Yeah. Um. I mean, if at this point, if you're buying it because it's a remaster and you want it to look good, I'll probably buy either the PS4 or the Xbox One X version. Yeah. Because I'm going to want that like 4K ultra resolution. Yeah. Even then, all that stuff, the PS or the Nintendo Switch version is still like 720. Yeah. You know, it's not HD. Or, or like it's not like super HD. It know? would be when docked, I would assume, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was 720 like docked. Weird. Because it's 1080 like on PS3. Is it? Yeah. No, 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 maybe. Whatever it is, it's still not going to look as good as if I played it no, on the PS4 yeah, or the correct. Xbox One. Yeah. And if you're buying something just purely on the, hey, it looks really good now thing, you're not going to want to go for the lowest, you know, resolution version, version of, that. of yeah. that. Plus, like, you're not a person that, like, you don't have a commute on a train to work every day that you could be playing this and having fun. Like, yeah. Also, I would be incredibly scared of getting really mad and smashing my Nintendo Switch. It is a risk. Because the Dark Souls games, those are controller destroyers. Yeah. Those are those are things where you go, fuck this, god damn it. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to play around when it comes to using your Nintendo Switch in that way. No, you don't. You don't yeah. want to just go, and snap the thing in half. Yeah. Oh, it's not cheap. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like I could, or maybe I could. I don't know. I mean, if I really wanted to, I think I could pretty easily. I feel like you'd just break the Joy-Cons off before you'd snap the whole thing in half. That's true. You would have to, like, grab it from, like, top yeah. to bottom and really kind of twist it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll buy an extra Switch and then do, a like, a stress test thing. We won't do that. <laughs> uh, I can tell you right now, spoiler alert, not doing that. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, yeah, like it, it's cool. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see that and kind of go like, get that chill where I was like, Ooh, yeah, but it's still, eh. oh my goodness. I started playing the Nintendo direct. Oh, I was <laughs> like, what, what is that? Yeah. So, all right. That, I guess that'll do it for the Nintendo direct. And that'll be our wrap up music for the Nintendo direct. Uh, overall, some pretty good announcements, some pretty okay announcements, no real duds. 
I yeah, don't nothing think. nothing felt like a dud. It just you know it was like oh that's cool. It's just not for me. Yeah, even the ones yeah exactly even the ones I don't care about. I heard a lot of people afterwards being like, yes, finally I can play. Oh yeah, East. I'm sure I there's play. a ton of people there looking forward to play uh, Tropical Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Yeah, and the um, you know obviously like East and stuff people are excited for new DLC. People are excited for the world ends with you. Obviously, people are super super jazzed for so yeah nothing. Nothing that was a dud where it's like, why why do we have this? Like, what is the point of this being a thing? So that's good. But yeah, Nintendo Direct Mini uh, gives us a good idea of what early 2018 is going to look like on the Switch. And while it probably won't live up to the Breath of the Wild's uh, caliber of... I'm going to let that go by. Jesus. My goodness. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Ridiculous. People. What's the point of that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's obviously not going to live up to the Breath of the Wild standard of having a beginning part of the year knock knock you on your your ass. But uh, I don't know. I'm excited for the the first half of 2018 with the Switch based on what we saw uh, this week. Um, so we'll move on from that. Uh, we will jump into the lightning round. Not lightning round. There's only a few things here. Uh, not too much stuff to go over. Uh, but we'll start with Nintendo stuff because the Nintendo Direct wasn't the only Nintendo thing this week. So lightning round. Uh, Detective Pikachu is coming to the West and it is coming with a super giant amiibo and a special 2DS XL. Did you see this, Joe? I saw the amiibo. I didn't see the special 2DS XL. Let me pull it up for you. The amiibo is gigantic. Yes, it's huge. Yeah. It like takes up the entirety of the two D, like the two DS or three DS. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm gonna buy it just because I'm kind of because Pokemon. A, I'm a Pokemon, and I'm just an amiibo nerd. Yeah. I'm not interested in this game in any way, shape, or form. You don't want to know like the prequel to the movie starring Ryan Reynolds? No, or? not at all. Oh, okay. Weird. All right, I guess. I forgot. Was Ryan Reynolds was the voice of Detective Pikachu, right? Yeah. Is he going to be voicing him in the game as well? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, because the game already like exists or whatever. Yeah, but it's in Japanese, so I thought they would be redubbing it in English. Yeah, but I don't think they would get him. I feel like that would cost way too much money to get him to to redub a like a Japanese game for a 3ds. Like if it was Switch, like maybe they'd put the effort in. But hmm. uh, let's see, pulling it up, pulling up a picture for Joe. But yeah, the amiibo is crazy big. Takes up like the entirety of the thing. The uh, the the one thing I was thinking about when I saw that is uh, I actually had like just recently gone and restructured my amiibo collection to add more room because I was running out of room for it. Um, and one of the things I noticed was when I went through those is there were uh, you know there was quite a few Pokemon ones that came out of the uh, Smash Brothers yep. set because you know it had like the Pikachu and Charizard. Well, that's yeah. okay. I think that was released in Japan a while ago. Yeah, I've seen so. that before. I think it was Lucario is a one. But yeah, two, Lucario, right? Greninja, um, Jigglypuff, uh, Mewtwo. So there were a bunch of those, uh, and they never did anything, which is really surprising because I mean, there's a ton of Pokemon stuff that they could have done something with. Yeah, and none of them were used in any way, shape, or form. Like even the like Pokemon Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon had no amiibo functionalities to them. Yeah, I was I was really surprised about that when these yeah. games came out. And then like the Pokemon tournament on the 3D era on the Nintendo Switch that has nothing. Uh, it has it could support it because it's on the Switch and the Switch yeah. supports me, but it didn't do anything. Uh, I was I'm really surprised that we never saw any more like any standalone. You could have made a killing off of po- uh, Pokemon Amiibos. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Like yeah. I don't even know which one. Just start putting out fucking Pokemon amiibos, have them do stuff. Yeah. Just like unlock a couple Pokeballs or anything like that. But for some reason, the Pokemon ones never did anything never caught on, never became a thing. Weird. Yeah. So when I saw that one, I just kind of was like, oh, wow. 
even though it's this weird version of it, it's at least a new Pokemon amiibo. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we'll start seeing more Pokemon stuff. I don't know if, like, Game Freak or the Pokemon company were like, no, we don't really want you making those. We'll give a slide for the the Smash Brothers ones because you got to put, like, one out for every character in Smash Brothers. But otherwise, no thanks. Well, I mean, it's ultimately up to Nintendo, I would assume. I don't know. But I would think that when we get Pokemon on Switch, that's when we'll start seeing Amiibo functionality. I hope so. Where, like, it gives you more if you have that character in your set or whatever. Like, I'm sure it'll be something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I hope so because it would be cool. I don't hope so because it won't murder me in money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you'd be absolutely screwed. Because, oh, God, imagine if they're like, we're putting out all 900 Pokemon in Amiibo form. Fuck. $9,000. God damn it. Unbelievable. Uh, lightning round. So the Consumer Electronics Show was this past week in Las Vegas. Uh, there wasn't a ton of gaming-related announcements. There was companies with like, look, here's our new mouse, or like Razer's putting out a laptop that's based on a smartphone or something. Like There wasn't anything like super cool. Uh, one thing that did get talked about a lot in terms of the gaming world was the company Hyperkin, which I believe makes like the retro controllers. Or not retro controllers, retro like consoles that play all your the old games ret- and stuff. Retron Retrons fives and, yeah. and stuff. I don't know if that's the specific company that makes that one, but like they make those kinds of consoles. Uh, showed off a prototype Game Boy that has an aluminum body, uh, stereo speakers, even though Game Boy games are mono sound, uh, and also had like an output thing to help uh, musicians with like creating chip tunes, oh. which I thought was pretty interesting. Like that was kind of the the play they were making. Uh, it's gonna play all your old Game Boy cartridges as w- and possibly Game Boy Color ones, though that wasn't confirmed since this is uh, just a prototype. Uh, and they said that it would most likely sell for under $100. Uh, it looks pretty cool. There are plenty of pictures out there. I think I even, uh, I definitely retweeted a picture of what it looks like uh, because I put up a poll over the weekend uh, asking which people would be more excited for. And I'll ask, I'll pose that question to you right now, Joe. Uh, so lightning round pause uh, is we've talked about rumors of what the next Nintendo classic console would be. Everyone automatically jumps to Nintendo 64 since it's the next home console release. Uh, but I have a question for you, Joe, because I have heard rumors of this is which would you rather have this Hyperkin uh, Game Boy Ultra is what it's called or the Ultra Game Boy, or would you rather have a Nintendo Game Boy Classic? Um, I guess I would rather have a Nintendo Game Boy Classic because... While this thing did look cool, technically I already have one officially. Like I have a Game Boy uh, Advance SP, like the 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 newer version. Well, not the new, like the newest, the one because they put out one that had like the better screen with the better backlighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have that, so I can still already have a, a console that can play all the Game Boy games, all the Game Boy Color games, and all the Game Boy Advance games. With a backlit screen. With a backlit screen. With a rechargeable battery. Yeah, with yeah. all that stuff. It doesn't have like the fancy uh, aluminum body, and it doesn't have the non-mono sound, chiptune, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I can still play all those games. Yeah. Like, I don't need to buy this thing because I have a thing that can play that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't have that, and this is really cool for them, but... When it comes down to it, I'd rather just play on the Game Boy Advance. Unless, was there anything about, like, does the screen make it look any better? Is it, like, an HD screen of some kind? So, I mean, I mean, even if it was an HD screen, would you even be able to tell or notice? True. Yeah. Um, they did say that it's got the same dials, like the contrast dial and the volume dials and everything. But there is another one that lets you change the colors and stuff like that. Um, but that's really it. Which was like what the Super Game Boy could do or on yeah. the, on the uh, Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. Yeah. 
So ultimately, I mean, I could just play my Game Boy Advance SP if I wanted to do that. True. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. Uh, and the uh, you got your Game Boy Advance SP right there on your desk. Sure do. Um, and yeah, and our Twitter users agree because our poll had a hundred percent was for the Game Boy Classic. Yeah, and I I would rather have something official than third party. Ultimately. Yeah. And the cool thing is that, like, whatever Game Boy Classic they come out with, you know it's just going to be modded and hacked, and everyone's going to put all of the games on there anyway. Not that I condone it. I don't condone that uh, yeah. whatsoever. But uh, that's what's going to happen, and that'll be really cool to have. Uh, which it, So if they do that, speaking of uh, the rumors and stuff like that, would you rather have it look like the big, fat, gray Game Boy, or would you rather, ha- rather have it be a little bit more sleek and maybe look like the like the Game Boy Slim that they came out with before the color. Like, I forget what it was called. Oh, the Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, it was the Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color. I think there was a Game Boy Light, too, at some point. Where there was, like, yeah. yeah. Which I think like had like a metal aluminum body or something like yeah. that. Um, what would you rather have it look like? I would the big, rather have it look gray. like the, the old gray brick. Yeah. Like, I mean, the NES Classic looks like the NES. The Super Nintendo Classic looks like the Super Nintendo. I'd rather have that thing look like that. Yeah. Um, this, well, the thing is, we always called them the mini yeah how would that like would it be a tiny game boy or would it just be a re-release of a game boy i think it would probably be with the games installed on it it would probably be uh smaller than the the big gray but bigger than a pocket Hmm. i would think i mean it could be as small as slim down but still aesthetically designed to look like it yeah Yeah. like still still smaller than it what than it was when it came out in 1989 but bigger than all of the smaller re-releases that they had after that yeah um, and the the thing about the you know going between picking the two of them, if you get the Game Boy Mini, it has the game installed on it. Yeah. If you get that one, it doesn't have the game installed on it. It just uses cartridges. the cartridges. Yeah. So you got to carry the cartridges around. Also, it's a matter of trying to find the cartridges of the games that you want. Mine are in that a bag. Thing, well, right yeah, there. yours are in a bag right there. Yeah. But um, you know, it's one thing because you know you maybe you have a whole bunch of games that you still have sitting around. And those games aren't on the Game Boy Mini. They won't be. Yeah, all those wrestling games in that bag. Yeah, everything that you be. got in that bag, like all of the uh, the Spider Man, Spider Man, X Men, those Captain aren't going to be on those. the Avengers. Uh, so all ultimately, the wrestling ones. it'd probably be worth just having both if it came down to it. If you're yeah. the kind of person that has the money to buy both of them, yeah, when they come out, just buy both of them. Yeah, they both. Yeah, they both probably be under a hundred dollars. I can't imagine the Game Boy one being more expensive than the SNES Classic. But I can't picture it being over a hundred bucks. Yeah. Anyway. I could see the N64 one would probably be because they'd probably include more than two controllers. I'd say it would be hundred bucks. I would think they'd give you four controllers and that would push it over. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so you agree with our Twitter users who yes. also agree with me because I would probably also rather have the Game Boy uh, Classic because as we said, I have my SP sitting right here and it plays all those things already. Uh, but it still looks cool. Like the Ultra Game Boy certainly looks cool. Uh, lightning round resume. Uh, we talked a lot about Xbox last week. We're going to talk more about Xbox now. Joe, you're a big achievements person, are you not? I am. I'm uh, not as much recently as I was before. I still like look at the achievements and say like, all right, what is there to do? But I don't, like dedicate them. my time yeah. to them. Uh, well, there's new rumors that they're going to be overhauling the achievement system, uh, calling it Xbox careers is the sound of it based on this rumor. Um, and we talked about it a little bit beforehand just to catch you up on it. And basically what it's going to entail is taking not just your gamer score, but also taking the games that you play, the achievements that you get and attributing you and putting you into levels. And so you can level up and you can rank higher and you can prestige your rank. Um, and there's also going to be potentially loot boxes and the loot boxes would be cosmetic items for your avatar, which we're supposed to get 
revamped avatars they talked about at E3, which you said that never hasn't came. happened yet. <laughs> um, so how do you feel about that, Joe? How do you feel about an overhaul of the achievement system on the Xbox? Well, like I said, uh, I don't chase achievements as much as I used to. So no matter what the outcome of this one, I think I would feel pretty good with it. Those outcomes being either... The revamp makes them really interesting and I become interested in achievements again and I get more dedicated to getting them or they completely fuck it up and they make it so that I don't care about achievements at all and I just don't have to worry about them anymore. Either way, I'd be fine with it. So bring yeah. it on. Yeah, I mean... It would <laughs> it's be either a- I like I don't care anymore or I care again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's a new interesting rumor. Uh, something else with regards to achievements that's coming out is the newest dashboard update for the beginning of 2018 on the Xbox. Uh, one of the features of that uh, is an ability to filter a better filter for looking at the achievements that you both have and the achievements that you are trying to attain. So you'll be able to f- uh, to filter not just what the closest achievement you are to attaining, but what's the closest rare achievement you are to attaining, the super rare ones, the common ones. So give you a better understanding if you are someone who likes to chase achievements as Joe used to be um, before he got lame, um, mm-hmm. then this will be a better use of your time. Uh, included also in this dashboard update is also uh, mini game hubs and guides to do that to better look for extra content, players to play the same game, as well as a do not disturb mode, which means that no one will be able to message you. People might not see that you're online. Just things where if you're just trying to do well, you can solitary already, gaming. You can already set it to appear off line so that people can't see you that thing's been in in it for like ever um the do not disturb mode i would be interested in just because like if i'm watching a video on youtube it's really annoying when you get pop-ups and stuff yeah so while while you're watching something yeah the difference i'm sure there's probably a way to already turn those off that i just never bothered looking into but if that's what it is that's cool that's what i would like yeah it says this was suppressed notifications as well so that way you won't get things popping up that say oh look check out this new game in the store hey there's new update is downloading or whatever yeah um so do not disturb modes are always uh, a cool feature um and i think that was it yeah, there's some community I'd, stuff in the new dashboard update but nothing too i would be interested exciting. in seeing more about the updated uh avatars mm. i actually really liked the avatars even though they didn't do anything Did nothing um me and tyler particularly like we're always having a weird competition back in the 360 days to like have the coolest stuff for our avatars who won no one really it was who more like me won me okay there you go he's I not here to defend himself because so. i got the green lantern avatar oh. stuff, so i was like i look really cool there you go you won based off of the uh ryan reynolds detective pikachu green lantern, <laughs> green lantern crossover movie um yeah, so there you go. Joe won. Joe won the Avatar War of the 360 era. You heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> but it was the kind of thing where, like, I, I, I'll i admit I bought a whole bunch of Avatar stuff for my Avatar that, that does nothing now. Yeah. <laughs> Did nothing then either. It just looked cool. But at least then, like, when you turn it on and you went to your friends list, it showed your Avatars, like, yeah. st- you know, standing around doing stuff. And, like, you'd be yeah. like, oh, look, Tyler's, you know, doing a kickflip on a skateboard. And, Woo! like, Skippy's doing this. And John's doing this. All that stuff went away. I actually kind of like that stuff. It was cool. It added like a little personalized touch to everything. Yeah. I liked having like my dude showing up on other people's things being like, hey, check it out. That's Joe's guy doing a cool thing. It's the only way in which a Joe Anyone interacted. would ever be cool in any way. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, be cool or interact with others. That's yeah. pretty much it. So yeah, I can understand. So why I, you I was it so much. really disappointed when that disappeared with the Xbox One. Yeah. So I, if they bring that stuff back, I'd be down for it. Yeah, E3 last year, we just watched a video that I somehow forgot or I don't remember didn't. that happening at all. Because yeah. I think I would have been like, oh cool, more of that stuff I liked. It was supposed to happen in the fall of 2017. We're clearly past that now, but. I mean, yeah, nothing maybe, came it'll, it. maybe it'll be coming with this new career section and they're just revamping all of the social stuff with regards to Xbox. Maybe we'll see it then. Uh, lightning around. Joe, are you a fan of the Duke? No. Not at all? No, that thing was awful. Even from a nostalgia standpoint? Uh, no. Uh, well, I I'm mean, talking about Duke Ellington, obviously. Oh, I thought we were talking about... Uh, oh, you thought we I mean the Xbox controller. I could see how you got confused. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll switch we gears and we'll talk John about Wayne. that. We could have been talking about that too, but let's switch gears and talk about the video game one. No, you weren't a fan of that controller? Uh, I didn't get a Xbox original at launch. I bought I bought mine off of a friend like two years after it came out. So you had and the he S. already had the S controller at yeah. that point. So I didn't really have a Duke. The extent of my like usage and knowledge of the Duke was I was like working at Best Buy at the time when that came, thing came out. And just remember looking at that controller going like, Jesus fucking Christ. I never even referred to it as the Duke. We always called it the rotisserie chicken. Well, that's a good name for it also. Because it looked like a giant rotisserie chicken. Yeah. It was way bigger and nobody liked using it. I think it. the Duke name came afterwards. Maybe. Like a nostalgic like, uh, it probably came when the S came out and somebody needed a name for like the old controller. Yeah. Um. So my extent to working with those things was like looking at the giant boxes while I was trying to stack shelves going like, fucking Christ, these things are huge. Yeah. Uh, but it is coming back, which we've talked about before. Uh, mm-hmm. They showed it off at CES. Uh, wasn't that E3 they announced it? Yeah. When they announced the backwards compatibility, they said, yeah, also the, the, the Duke, Duke is, is coming, coming back. back. Yeah. Um, so now there is a pricing and release date. It's going to be available in March and it's going to be available for $70. Yeah. Are you paying $70 for a an old Xbox controller? No. Yeah. Is it's wireless, right? I no, hope. I think it's still wired too. That's awful. Oh yeah, it has to be because it's not made by Microsoft, it's made by a third party. But I mean Microsoft cleared it. They showed it off at their Yeah. demo. But they're not going to give some other company their, their wireless technology. That's true. No, they gave it to um uh Madcats for the um guitar here or rock band controllers. Weren't those dongles? Guitar Hero was. Rock Band wasn't. Uh, Rock Band was straight up disconnected. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, $70 in March if you're so inclined for that nostalgia trip. Yeah. It's being made by Hyperkin. Oh, yeah. Of Ultra Game Boy fame. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So there you go. Put those two stories right near each other on the thing. Uh, Lightning Round. Uh, We teased it last week because they teased it last week, but HTC Vive has a new headset coming out. It sure does. Joe, tell me about it. Yeah, so last week we were talking about their New Year's resolution I get thing it. that they put out, uh, which everyone said, oh, I guess we're going to be getting a higher resolution uh, HTC Vive. And lo and behold, we got a higher resolution HTC Vive. We are so smart. We uh, totally yeah. called that. We totally guessed we, right. We deciphered their clues. <laughs> sure did. They were really vague, a uh, little blurry on the details, uh, uh, but we figured it out. You son of a bitch. I know. I'm great. Yeah. Uh, so they came out and they announced the HTC Vive Pro. Um it is a higher resolution HTC Vive. It's going to have two uh, 2880 by 1600 OLED, uh, OLED displays. Uh, it's going to increase the sharpness of the games by 78%. So sharp. That is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, don't cut yourself on the yeah. sharpness. I did play around with one of those. Uh, my friend Dave has one, so I was playing with his. Um, I mean, it's it's also it's just like the 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 um, the PSVR, mm-hmm. like. 
they don't look that great. No, but they like don't everything need to. does have is very blurry. And yeah. then, you know, at the time it was like, okay, this is what we're getting for now. Like this is new technology. Yeah, let's not be surprised. So this one coming out. Uh, it, Made me definitely go like okay cool like interesting I'm I mean I always thought the HD Vive was cool anyways but yeah. when you come out and say like it's going to now make things look great I'm like all right sweet I think it also has built in headphones as well uh, yeah it has a built in like noise canceling headphones yep. to you know probably end up getting you killed because yeah. <laughs> you're running around and now you're deaf and blind to the world Fully around you immersed yeah. So somebody's going to be like walking through your house, stealing all your stuff. And you're going to be going like, wow, look at this. Yeah. There's a dinosaur over there. There it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, another thing that they announced, which was definitely really cool, is uh, wireless functionalities. Not with this Pro, but they are going to be releasing a wireless adapter for yeah. it. I don't exactly know what that's going to do. I don't see. I don't know what the cable setup looks like on the on the Vive, and like if you have to plug the cables in at both ends or what. But yeah, the fact that is it just gonna be like a dongle that you put in the HTC Vive, and then a probably a, a dongle you put in the thing, and they just connect to each other. Yeah, it's probably something that clips onto the headset, and then something that plugs into the computer, and boom, wireless. But that is like that's what I've wanted. That's the dream. That's what I've been waiting for this entire time. Yeah. Even with my uh, PSVR, I'm constantly getting caught in the cables and getting like wrapped around and like tugging on stuff. And it's a thing where like you're wandering around, especially with HTC Vive, which you put like sensors all over your room. So you can kind of just wander around wherever you want. Yeah. And it knows what you're doing. You don't want to have to worry about constantly getting caught in cables. And that's exactly what I was doing when I was playing with my friend Dave's. I was like, you know, walking over and then I would be like, oh, I don't want to walk too far. I don't want to yeah. pull his computer over. I don't want to get like caught up with stuff, you know, especially if you're playing something very hectic where you're trying to like, you know, reload a gun that you're shooting and you're like getting all caught up in yourself. Yeah. No, that's definitely the worst case scenario for something like this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wireless function. Like I have a Google Daydream, which is wireless. It's based on the phone and things like that. Yeah. But those aren't nearly as intense. Yeah, as you're, what not, you're, you're not you're not gonna be playing the same type yeah. of games that you're playing on. But even HTC still, like 5. that's better for like moving around in all directions and not having to worry about wires. But yeah, it doesn't have nearly the same capability as a Vive or an Oculus or a PSVR. So uh if if these companies can figure out how to make them go wireless, then sweet, that's all the best. Like, yeah. If the next PSVR is wireless, I probably won't buy it because I still have mine and mine's fine. But like, if say whenever the PS5 comes out or three generations of VR headsets from now, when like they've made leaps and bounds in terms of changes, then I'll probably get one and wireless will be a big selling point in that. Yeah. So HTC uh, uh, said that the uh, the Pro is going to be coming out soon. Yep. Didn't give an official date. They said the wireless adapter will be coming out in the summer. Yeah. Uh, when I saw all that stuff, I started thinking like, shit, like, I think it's time to start saving up. I got till summer to like save up money to buy a really good PC. Yeah. And, and a Vive. And a Vive and whatever this wireless, wireless adapter, adapter is going to be called. Yeah. But it yeah. made me definitely go like, fuck, that sounds really cool. I kind of really, really want that. Yeah. And I feel like Vive kind of lacks behind the other two in terms of like, people talking about it or market share like people say it's the best one but it's also the most expensive and i don't think it has the name of oculus or playstation behind it yeah the the reach of playstation because it's built into the reach of playstation millions of consoles that you can just buy one and just plug in and go you don't got to worry about buying a two thousand dollar computer yeah and oculus and oculus has the name brand and the money behind it with facebook yeah uh and you're you're right it's cheaper it's more you know commercially available yep uh hc survive is 
you know, arguably it's the best system or the best headset, yeah. but it is more expensive. Yeah. And I'm sure this one's going to be even more expensive if you want the Pro one. We don't know what the price is for it yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it costs the same as what a Vive costs now, maybe a little more, and then that Vive then drops in price. Probably. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me either. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see when they come out and we'll see if Joe gets one. Yeah. Uh, lightning round. Squirreling away that money. Yeah, lightning round. Uh, speaking of PS4, it was the best-selling console in the year of 2017. Yeah, so um, that built-in player base at the PSVR we were talking about, it is pretty fucking big. Yeah, so does it say how many it sold in 2017? Uh, no, I didn't have the, the sold in 2017, but I have the total sold so far. Overall? Which is... Uh, do you have it? Yes, I have it. Uh, no, I have it. It's uh, 73.6. I was just looking at this. During the holidays of 2017, it sold 5.9. Yeah. So just in the holiday season, it sold 6 million consoles, putting it up at 73.6 million sold worldwide right now. That's crazy. Yeah. So they had a, a hell of a good year. Uh, let's see. Hell of a good life cycle. Yeah. What are you looking at? Uh, I'm just trying to break down because there's a lot of numbers here, but I don't know exactly which ones went what. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, the the Switch, you know, came out and surprised everybody and sold a lot, but it sold, what, 10, 11 million so far, whereas mm-hmm. the PlayStation sold five in just the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, so Switch did well, but PlayStation, obviously, it's the, the bigger name. It's the And PlayStation was more readily available also. Yeah. Throughout the entirety of the year. Yeah, there was a good chunk of time where if the Switch was readily available to everybody, it probably would have sold a lot more consoles at this point. I assume that number also combines both PS4s and PS4 Pros? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So Uh, yeah. This uh, this year, however, it was a drop. Last year's holiday season sold 6.2 million. Well, that would have been the brand new PS4 Pro would have been included in that. True. So that probably makes a lot more sense there. But they also got a significant price cut on the PS4 this year. So mm-hmm. um, that doesn't surprise me at all that they had a very, very good year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what 2018 looks like because you've got the Xbox One X now fully on sale. You know, we're supposedly going to have a bunch of new games coming for it. Uh, the PlayStation's got a banner year in terms of games and people are still clamoring for the Switch. So in terms of hardware sales, I think 2018 is going to be another banner year. So yeah. we'll be looking at that as the year goes year on for video games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Lightning round. We're going to wrap it up with a game that I know Joe's excited about coming March the 20th Assassin's Creed rogue. Yeah. We talked about uh, rumors of Assassin's Creed rogue getting a uh, remastered yep. version. And now it is official coming to the PS4 and the Xbox one. Uh, I, I'm definitely excited for this because I thought, like I talked about when we talked about it before, I really, really liked uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I really wanted to play this one, but at the time, like it was the the old system one, it was the old gen you know, version. The they came, they, that's what their plan was. They released it in uh, Unity, Unity on the same yep. day, and it was like, well, why do you want to go back and play this old one when you could play the new one on the new console? Turned out that new one on the new console fucking sucked, sucked. and Black or uh, Rogue was actually real good, really, really good, yep. recognized for being really, really good. So you never went back and played it as a backwards compatibility game? No, because I pretty much said I'm sure there's going to be an Xbox One version Fair. of this coming out with like better quality graphics. Because I did try and do the. Uh, Black Flag had come out on both Xbox One and on Xbox 360, yep. or you know PS3 and PS4. Uh, Four. Four. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I did. I did the like. I did the 
comparison thing where I like played both of them to see how good one of them looked and the Xbox One version obviously did look incredibly a lot yeah, better. Really I mean bad. they were still like early on where you're kind of in that phase of like the it's the, good, the, it's the, not the well like the newest Xbox One games don't look too much different than like the, the best of yeah. the Xbox 360 games. Yeah. So I was like there is a very clear difference in the quality of these two games. So when Rogue came out, I kind of just said, look, I know that there's going to be an Xbox One version of this coming out at some point. I'm just going to wait for that. And I've waited a long time, but finally it's here. And I'm excited. There you go. Uh, so yeah, March the 20th, available on PS4 and Xbox One. So mm-hmm. that's going to do it for the lightning round, which means that's going to do it for this episode of the Broken Clock Podcast. Oh, you know what? Games Actually, we cast. skipped over something. Did we? Yeah, we didn't talk about the Dark Souls trilogy box set. You said that in when we were talking about Dark Souls in the thing. No, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, you said it was coming out on PS4 and Xbox One, and that it's coming with the, the all the games. No, we didn't talk about the trilogy box set, though. Oh, the box set itself. Yeah, we oh, said okay. that it's coming out on all the consoles, but gotcha. we didn't talk about the box set. Oh, I was like, I definitely heard you say it. I was listening to you. Yes, uh, along with the announcement of the Dark Souls remastered that came out, uh, going with the you know remastered games as well, uh, they also announced a Dark Souls remastered box set, or trilogy set, which mm-hmm. is going to include the remastered version of Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, and Dark Souls 3 all on the PS4. There's no Xbox One version of it. Obviously, no Switch version because those games didn't come out switch yep uh but there um it is going to be all three games plus the soundtracks for all three games uh plus a art book uh or not an art book but it's like a, like a book like a tome book that has you yeah. know lore and stuff like that written in it yeah, yeah, yeah. uh comes with postcards uh, uh art cell and uh bookends mm-hmm. so you're gonna have a bookends that can i have you know be able to keep the games in it because it has such a big because you bought them three times now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to be able to put them in there, and it's going to look all nice and cool. Sweet. Yeah. Does it so, say how much it's going to cost? Uh, yeah. Uh, it is going to be $447. $400? Uh, as of right now, they only officially have been announced for Japan. Oh. And uh, in Japan, it's going to be uh, 49,800 yen, which translates to $447 US. That's insane. Yeah. That's way too expensive. Uh, I mean, it comes with a really fancy packaging and stuff, but this is definitely one of those, like, you're going to be a hardcore Dark Souls fan to want to buy this. So look forward to Joe's review when he buys that later this year. If it comes out in America. That's true. Uh, or when you well, import it from PS4 Japan. Well, is the PS4 backwards compatible? No. no not backwards compatible. Uh, like cross region, region free? free? Yes. Okay. That's so look for when Joe imports it later this year. Yeah. Um, Probably so, not for 450 bucks. I know, right? <laughs> Plus import fees and shipping and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm hoping that there's like... Yeah, and if they release it in the US, I'm sure it'll be like 200 fucking bucks. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it then. Yes. Right? Okay, good. Uh, that Wait, one it. more thing. Uh, <laughs> no, too bad. I'm cutting you off. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find this podcast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on podcast services such as Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, remember that you can follow us on Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. We also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash broken clock pods. So you can find us there as well. Um, so let us know what you think or what you thought of the Nintendo Direct from this past week. What game you're most looking forward to from that? Are you excited about the overhaul of Xbox achievements or the new update? Are you purchasing a Duke controller to get that nostalgic giant controller feel? Let us know at those places, uh, but that's going to do it again for this episode. So as always, my name is Adam. 
And I'm Joe. And we are going to be right at least twice a day. So thanks so much for listening.